This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast session number 141. Seven steps to establish rhythm in your day. Hi there and welcome to session number 141 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. My name is Annette Bone and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a super long hiatus. The lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful artists I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. Coming up in our Step to Success segment, what does that mean? In our Dancers Dialect segment, on a scale of 1 to 10, In our freestyle flow segment, please do not put gravy in Waffle Maker. And in our feature presentation, Seven Steps to Establish Rhythm in Your Day. Thank you for joining me. Hey, this is Orit, creator of Sharky the Belly Dance Workout, and I'm a dancer and entrepreneur, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneur Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. So our step to success is finding the right definition for you. And this is what I mean. People define things differently. So success is defined very differently for people. Some people think success is money. Some people think success is time. Some people think success is both. And on another note, defining specific terminology in an industry. For example, like in the dance industry, if you do a tendu and ballet, that's not necessarily it. The concept is the same with your foot pointing out and stretching. But the way that a tendu looks in ballet is different than a way a tendu looks in modern or in contemporary. So what is the context of the definition? And I think that will help you First of all, I'll give you a different perspective because words can mean different things to different people, obviously. But secondly, what comes behind those words and the feelings that it evokes and the pictures that you get, the visuals, all of that. It's kind of surfacey out there talking about this a little bit. But for me, it's really helped because it's given me different perspectives in talking with different people, whether it's about dance or business, the definition the context of how they define situations and define words and phrases. So pay attention to that and see what kind of things you get perspective-wise, feeling-wise, visuals, etc. when you can define things in different perspectives, different contexts. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The dancer's dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word, actually, it's not a word. It's an exercise which I found very helpful in a recent dance class, and it is about rating yourself at the end of class from one to 10. So it was a hip hop class, and the teacher asked us, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself? And... (laughs) 
this particular class, I gave myself a 5.68. Uh, right there in the middle was not good. But that's okay. I was there. I learned. And it was great. So he asked, well, why did you give yourself that score? So he asked the other student that was there as well. And it was interesting hearing the feedback. Like with the other student, he said, I should have paid more attention to you and not been so much in my head. And that's interesting for that perspective, perspective, because for me is sometimes I watch the choreographer or the teacher a little bit too much. And that, for some reason, messes me up a lot. And so when I am not so focused on the choreographer teacher and just focused on myself, it's a little bit better. Actually, it's a lot better for the most part. So you can do that in dance class. You can do that in your business projects. If you're working on something and you have to evaluate, okay, how did I do at the end of this? And not to judge yourself or berate yourself, but see where can you work on improving if if that is your goal. And another cool thing about it, this was, I think, the most important thing about it is, okay, so this last go around, you maybe rated yourself like I did 5.68. However, there were other times in that class where you would have rated yourself higher, maybe a seven, an eight, whatever, right? So just because you ended on that particular rating for yourself didn't mean that you didn't do it well in the other parts of class. And I found that quite encouraging. And I think that's really important to remember because one incident, one situation, one experience doesn't define, doesn't define your whole progression. That's the way I would say it. And that's what I said. <laughs> so. Don't let one incident define what the future outcome is going to be. I think that's a great lesson for all of us. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Please do not put gravy in Waffle Maker. Oh, my goodness. I'm sharing this picture in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 141. I was in Tucson recently. Actually, I'm in Tucson right now as I'm recording this in my hotel room because I came in to train with my main dance trainer. And he's been on the show. His name is David Bagley. And he's on session number 100, 121. I also have another segment I don't have in the top of my head where it is. But anyway, he is awesome. He's a very well rounded, versatile educator, artist, entrepreneur. So he teaches me quite a bit when I train with him. So I'm in town, we've been working on some stuff. And it's been awesome as it always is, because he challenges me. And so the hotel I'm staying in has a breakfast bar and there's a sign that says, please do not put gravy in waffle maker. Now, who in the heck puts gravy in the waffle maker? Couldn't you tell just by the smell of it that you're not going to put that darn liquid in the the waffle maker? And interestingly enough, the gravy was on the other side of the table, like not even on the same table as the waffle maker and as the fl- the liquid for the, the waffle mix. So I found that quite funny. And oh my goodness, it was funny. That's what's on my mind is this thing with the gravy waffle maker. So I thought, oh, I wonder how gravy waffles would taste. Actually, if you have the right combination of ingredients, I'm sure it could be kind of a, uh, what would you call it? A delicacy. I don't know. Maybe you can try it and tell me how it is. Anyway, please do not put gravy in waffle maker. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Whether you can see it, whether you can feel it, or none of the above, everything 
around us has rhythm. Whether it is a song or a piece of music, something that you see on a musical score where you can see the notes, you can hear it if it's playing an instrument or you're observing a concert. You can see it, you can feel it, right? Or you may be at a distance from an ocean view or a waterfall or a stream running and you can see the rhythm of the water over the rocks or the waves coming in to the shore and the waterfall cascading. There's a rhythm to it, right? It's very relaxing too. I just, I'm just talking about it. I'm imagining how wonderful water is because I love water. And then your heartbeat is a great example. You can't really see it, but you can definitely feel it. And sometimes you can feel it a lot more prominently than other times, depending on how you're feeling. But you feel that you feel the rhythm of it. And the rhythm can vary. And I think you need to recognize that you can establish rhythm in your day and that can vary. Granted, there are things we can't control. But if you can have some sort of pattern, or recognize that a pattern can be established in establishing rhythm in your day, I think you'll find that you'll get through your days a lot easier and you'll gain new perspectives in how you can adjust that. So I have seven steps that I'd like to share on establishing rhythm in your day. Number one, you need to determine what the rhythm is currently, or ideally what you would like it to be. Some people do like, (laughs) I find, the whole let's hustle, let's rush, let's get all these things done. And that's fine. Other people like to take, to take things a little more slowly, a little bit more at an, an individual pace. And that's fine too. But I think you need to determine what kind of rhythm works best for you and your physiology and your schedule and all the other things that you need to take into account because everything is so individual. And one way is not right over another, but you need to determine and take a step back and look, okay, what do I want it to look like? Or how is it? And how am I dealing with it? It's asking those questions. Number two, I would recommend breaking or identifying the sections within the day on what the what the rhythm is. So it kind of goes back to number one anyway, because you're identifying it. I would break it into different sections in terms of this, this part of the day, I need to be a little bit more like this, this part of the day, uh, I'm allowing it for it to be a little bit slower. So break and or identify the sections of your day to get that rhythm going in your day. Number three, I would think about, write out, plan two or three highlights that would make your day have harmony. When I hear the word harmony, first of all, I think of my mom because the word harmony is grandmother in Korean. (laughs) So my son calls her harmony because that's um, Korean for grandmother. Anyway, so side note, but when I think of harmony, I think of flow and rhythm and an ease, whether it's fast or slow, it doesn't matter. Harmony means something different to different people. But Think of two or three three things, highlights that would make your day have harmony. For example, if you had even five minutes to meditate or five minutes just to sit there and be outside and listen to the birds, something like that. Anyway, I like to do that kind of stuff. Two or three highlights that would make your day have harmony. Number four, I would recommend having visuals around you that remind you of the kind of rhythm that you want in your day, whether it is a photo of your family. It could be a beautiful painting. Do you guys hear that? I wonder if this is going to pick. Anyway, there was a motorcycle that passed by. (laughs) I'm distracted a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay, so the visuals, right? Put things around you that would remind you of 
rhythm and harmony and all the wonderful things. And that's going to add to the kind of rhythm that you want to have in your day. I wouldn't have pictures of things that you don't like, (laughs) or things that don't inspire you or excite you. So number four, visuals, the importance of visuals. Number five, if something is out of sync, if it's out of rhythm to you, don't dwell on it, let it pass as much as possible. A lot of this I got from, in terms of this, I got from uh, meditation from the Calm app because it talks about when you're getting started on it, it talks about how if you're getting these thoughts as you're sitting there, just let them pass like clouds in the sky. They're not reprimanding you for having thoughts while you're meditating and learning how to meditate. It's just about recognizing, acknowledging, and just letting them go. So if you are having one of those days where (laughs) it's just not in sync, don't dwell on it, take a big breath, take a deep breath, and let it pass as much as you can. Number six, recognize when the rhythm needs to change to accommodate what's going on. You need to be flexible. You can't be stagnant. And I had to learn this too, because if things didn't go my way, if things weren't quote unquote perfect the way I planned and I didn't have control of them, boy, would that just get my goat. Is that even a saying, get my goat? Anyway, it would just really frustrate me. And then I'd spend the whole day frustrated because things didn't go my way. So recognize when the rhythm needs to change or if it's forced to change and accommodate accordingly. Number seven, acknowledge that regardless of the rhythm, your value is not dependent on whether you do one to six successfully. I talk about this so much. I've been talking about this a lot lately. (laughs) It's just valuing yourself and not attaching yourself so much to the outcome and looking more at the process of the outcome and what you're becoming through the outcome. And I'm going off on another tangent on this part, but I really think it's important that you recognize, okay, I have all these things and these steps that I can establish rhythm and get harmony in my day and look for these things that are going to make things flow better. But even if I feel like I've not met that or something happens and it throws me off, that doesn't determine my value or worth as a person. And then you could always adjust. It's always about discovery, progression, and adjusting. So let's review really quick again what those seven steps are to establish rhythm in your day. Number one, determining what the rhythm is currently or ideally what you would like it to be. Number two, breaking and identifying the sections that you would want in your day to establish that rhythm. Number three, getting two or three highlights that would make your day have harmony. Number four, having visuals or things around you that will support the kind of rhythm that you want in your day. Number five, if something is out of sync, don't dwell on it. Let it pass as much as possible. Number six, recognize when the rhythm needs to change to accommodate your situation. And number seven, regardless of number one through six, know that you are valued and you are loved. If you wish to continue this conversation, I would love to have you in my private Facebook group, The Dance Printering Collective. And you can send me a message on either Facebook directly, send me an email. I would love to hear from you and would love to get to know you better. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating or review and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving it, as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week 
and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.